0: chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com. no purchase necessary vgw void we prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus time as well
1: Hello there, folks, and welcome along to uh, episode three of that Six Sixsmith show, the only show where we take a difference, alternative look at uh, Newcastle United over the past week or so, and uh, six talking points, but like I say, an alternative look at those six talking points, and the only show where you have one complete book providing them, me, Andy Sixsmith, flanked by the lad who's come back from holiday, Mr. Chris
2: Wallace. Chris. Hello, mate. Good holiday. It was brilliant. Um, I would like to say I'm glad to be back and back in your company mate, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be if I came back from I the B3 thoroughly I, I enjoy myself. Made me or all, all I would be there and we had a, a fantastic Six days away, mate. Came
1: back on Saturday and was met with a Liverpool yeah. game on Sunday. Yeah, so it cut
2: the whole day short by a day. <laughs> <laughs> kind of regret that now at the minute, but <laughs> it is what it is. It's, it's these things that you do for Newcastle United, mate. This is the thing. Ah, Ride right back down to earth with a bang. I, I would have said it
1: St. James on Sunday, but we'll come on to that. Um, it's not like we've got much to talk about this week, isn't it? There's nothing happening <laughs> at the minute around Newcastle United. Just... Things like the Champions League, new commercial deals, you know, players, obviously, big game this week and big game last weekend. so in a, a very, very kind of vain attempt to fit this within half an hour, and we are getting better at it, folks. Attempt. <laughs> that would be boldened and underlined as well, <laughs> wouldn't it? An attempt to fit this under half hour. Let's get straight into things. There's only one place to start. And that's the Champions League. The group of death people are calling it. I was blooming loving it. So, Group F, what are we thinking?
2: We predicted this. Oh. Can you remember that point I said, we are the death? Yeah, we are the death. We are the death. The the pot for death. Do you know what it is, right? <laughs> my, my opinion on this has changed slightly, I would say, in the last 24 hours. Because when we saw those teams coming out of the pots and I was thinking, we don't want to go in that one. We yeah. need to dodge that one. But then when we name-dropped in it, I thought, it's it's yeah. mint. Like it, It's a mint fixture. And when you think of it logically and logistically as well, yeah, it's great for the travel for both fans it is. and the yeah. team as well. Yeah. And come on, we're, we're in this competition, and we're going to be in it again anytime soon. But don't, don't know fingers crossed we will be. Yeah. Why not play the big boys? And that's exactly what we've got in this group.
1: Mate, honestly, when I was watching Joe Cole expertly, you know, Twisting out those balls, so to speak, uh, in the Champions League draw, you saw PSG, then you saw Dortmund, then you saw Milan, and I, I, I tweeted out and I said, "Group F's looking a bit tasty, isn't mm. it?" And just in the back of my mind, I went, "It's Newcastle." You just know Newcastle are was be a that group slight
2: F. moment. And I think be in the last group where had had Barcelona, yeah, then Sporting, and then yeah. you're thinking, right, Newcastle and PSV in there, then it's a Bobby yeah, Robson, it's the Bobby group Robson group. group. Come on, yeah, then I think they put some. Yeah, absolute random team in there, but I said kill my dreams. Put in that one. I
1: was about to say I would have rather been in the Sir Bobby Robson group, yeah. just the nostalgia if, of if it that, and everything, yeah. and the way that you know football's a a crazy, crazy sport in that sense, mm. and the storylines that come out of it. It would have been perfect, but to have the group of death and to be the death in group F, tremendous. Um, I've got to be honest with you, nobody but nobody I'm aware of had the same reaction as Lee Marshall of a draw. Now, that poor lad had a camera in his grill in Monaco pretty <laughs> much come all the way him through.
2: A poor lad when he's had a trip to Monaco.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's had a trip to Monaco in Feds, but he did have a camera literally that close to him <laughs> yeah, all the way through. And I've got to be honest, I wouldn't want to play poker against Lee. <laughs> I would not want to play poker because that face didn't move an inch. You saw Dan Ashworth in the background, you saw Darren Eels, and they had like a little bit of half-smile yeah, on their face. Lee
2: didn't even move in Twitch. He's normally knocking out blue steels as well, isn't he? <laughs>
1: he's in the press conference, usually looking at me and thinking, why the hell has he asked that ridiculous question again? Lee has to deal with me on a week. I'm not
2: not seeing poor Lee, Like When he's had that little trip away. No,
1: he's had a nice little trip to Monaco, a couple of photos in front of the fake Champions League trophy, the massive (laughs) one, hasn't he? So he's not had a bad time. But uh, yeah, just a quick reminder, never to play poker uh, against Lee Marshall. That was his reaction. Eddie's reaction was interesting in the presser. Mm. And I think Eddie's reaction was the same as a lot of our reactions. And that was, for 10 seconds, the silence as in you're contemplating PSG, you're contemplating Milan, you're contemplating Dortmund. And then you're like, no, great. Mind, yeah, yeah, let's get into them. Exactly. And I, I loved it. I mean, this is pure Eddie, like, of dealing with him for nearly two years now. But pure Eddie to turn around and go, you know what? Bring it on. That's our
2: attitude. It has to be our attitude. Of course it does. You, you can't run scared of these teams. Yes, the, the absolute elite teams that have been in these competitions for God yeah. knows how long. But why not? If, if anybody's going to cause an upset, it's yeah. Newcastle United. And, and just like how we didn't want to go in that group, all three of those teams, people associated with those teams, whether that be nah. fans, owners, players, would have been looking at pot 4 going, yeah. not Newcastle, we nah. don't want Newcastle. Then obviously Newcastle gets banged in there. thing. Yeah. Great. Like you say, mate, that we were the death mm-hmm. really in that pot four. And
1: Milan, PSG, and Dortmund are looking at that and thinking, no thanks. And exactly. when they the when they've come out, you know, they've probably had a had a similar sort of reaction to what we did initially, and then realized, you know what, hang on a minute. There's some cracking away trips in there. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of that group as well, if we were gonna call the other group the Bobby Robson group, this group. Is the T4 group, isn't it? It's the flag group. It is. PSG, Dortmund, obviously. We know all about the yellow wall. Milan came up with some tremendous displays over the years. War flags, the challenge is laid They've down got the over there. Cut
2: out. They've got the work cut out. But wow. do you know what it is? They'll do it. They, they will. No, they'll do it.
1: Yeah, and I can't wait for it. That first one, and I've just got a sneaky feeling, it's going to be Milan at home first. The first home game, I think, will be Milan. The schedule's out over the course. What did you ever for, say it? Saturday at the latest. It just sounds like some sort of weird PR
2: and It looks like it might actually be PSG because I think Dortmund tweeted out that they're playing um, Milan first of all. I'll take take that. Could be PSG first. I'll take that, even without Messi uh, Messi or Neymar or anything.
1: But yeah, anyway, that's the Champions League draw. Uh, Sorry to two players. Tino Livramento spoke to him the other day. He wanted buy-in, so that's not happening. And also... Sorry to Sandro Tonali, because I don't believe there's a Weatherspoons in Milan. <laughs> I've been to Milan a couple of times, and I never found a Weatherspoon. Just
2: there. wait till you see the Milan coach turn up <laughs> in Gosford.
1: Gosford Park outside. We've heard, we've heard it's pretty decent. What do you reckon? There's going to be a little flat on the table saying, reserved for Milan's first just, team, Just 7.45. Yeah. <laughs> cannot wait for it. So anyway, look, that's the Champions League. That was relatively big news. On to number two, Chris... You were up early, obviously, this morning doing the rounds with the camera out, trying to do your best Pokemon impression. have got to catch them all, the Adidas (laughs) clues going up around Newcastle upon Tyne. I saw you on Twitter.
2: (laughs) I was half expecting you to turn over logo on your forehead. (laughs) They're everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. (laughs) Right. At the point of record, we haven't seen that. Obviously, we know what's happened with, obviously, the new manufacturer being Adidas, etc., these logos have been appearing for the last handful of days. We're yet to see the video as to, to why and what they're being used for. Obviously, we've seen the, the a little snippet of Bruno and yeah. Sam Fenner. They've obviously done something because they're all kitted out in the gear as well. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely everywhere. It's everywhere. But it's, it's mint, isn't it? Is it what
1: you'd describe as a soft launch? Or is it hard? Because, I mean, they've gone hard in certain respects. I mean, they've gone big with, obviously, the drone shot, the beauty photo, mm-hmm. the time, you know, all of that, the flag out, the paintings, or the, the drawing of the emblems on various walls, billboards. But they haven't released an absolutely blockbuster video.
2: Well, you know why? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> because Amazon Prime, not going to everybody.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that, not me. So <laughs> I just kept, kept my mind shut out of that. Yeah. Pretty much.
2: It, do you know yeah. what it is? I, I wish, and I know it's completely out the club's hands yeah, and, and yeah. everybody else's hand, but Prime dropped a bollock there, like, they, yeah, like they really have. Because yeah. imagine the feeling, like if if we had to watch that episode, what would it have been today I know. or yesterday, where it may have been, but yeah. that, that fourth and final episode gets released and it's Newcastle are on the verge of signing a multi-million yeah. pound deal with a new kit manufacturer. Yeah. And boom! All these logos start going up around town. I know it would have been much better, but
1: we'd have all we'd have all had the idea, wouldn't? There was quite a few rumours going around that Mm -hmm. Adidas were going to be in the frame and everything like that. We were fully expecting it to happen. But yeah, I mean, for it to come out (laughs) unexpectedly last week when the documentary was released too early. I mean, I just, I'm that sort of person. I feel really sorry for the person who hit Send on that, on because oh, <laughs> they're probably without a job now, or they've been, it's... you know,
2: reprimanded quite heavily. Yeah, like, like I said, that the, the messed up, and I bet you there was a lot of phone calls going oh, out that Saturday absolutely. from every direction. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's not like you've messed around with a small company. This is Adidas we're talking about. You've completely dropped it. If you
2: looking at it from our point of view, yeah, store on the phone, gun. Hang I'm on,
1: right? lads. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, mate. When I asked Eddie about it this morning, the presser. I was looking at the board behind him and obviously the Castello plays <laughs> no rebel. feel quite bad asking him about yeah, Adidas. And I bet like, that
2: didn't go down well.
1: No, I mean, there was, you know, we have to check these things when we ask big questions like that in yeah. a press conference and I wanted to make sure so I, I chatted to Lee and, and Ryan secondhand and kind of said, I'm, you're right with me asking about this? And they said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But even when I asked the question, Eddie turned around to Ryan who was, you know, leading yeah. the press conference this morning and was like, can I, can I answer this? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And then he, you know, does as usual, Eddie, gives an absolutely tremendous answer about, you know, the positive connections, yes. positive memories and everything like the crowd. But even then, I was like, I feel a bit bad. Every single time, like every single word that was coming out of his mouth, I was looking at the Castor logo and being like, I feel a bit <laughs> bad about this. But, you know, I have no allegiances to Castor and I have no allegiances to uh, to Adidas necessarily. Uh, I have to ask you the big question. Adidas kits, Newcastle United, mm-hmm. pick one
2: from yesteryear. Which one would it Ooh. be and Why? Right, everybody always goes with a Grand Night kit. Right? Yeah, of course they do. I'm going to argue a difference Good. For you. So the Alan Shearer Duncan Ferguson kit. Oh, that's so award a strong in So the cup one. final with the white socks with the blue trim around that's it. That's my favourite one.
1: That's an absolute belt. I there like how you went out of left that field. Somewhere.
2: There's a poster somewhere. you might have got other, rid of it.
1: You've got every other kit in this yeah. studio, so I wouldn't be surprised. It's that one, though. I'm going gonna, gonna to chuck another one out of left field. 96-97 away kit. The blue one, V-neck.
2: The silk on, oh, the Absolutely, denim one. yeah loved yeah.
1: the black and white which dissected the brown ale logo yeah. as well that was one of my favorites i think it showed up in the documentary and amanda kind of looks at it mm. and is like that's just pure nostalgia it's, there. Was it's like, a lovely
2: kit oh. yeah um if they were gonna rebrand that and bring that one back they're mm. gonna have to work on how it feels on your nipples <laughs> because that was a sore <laughs> one i didn't realize this was that sort of
1: podcast mate. but then again we always say we'll take an alternative look at things so that's it (laughs) yeah i was
2: so on your nipples that one
1: if anyone's watching from adidas (laughs) just take that into account chris wallace said it right here right now (laughs) try it on first when you're messing around with the materials and you're messing around with the design try it on how does it feel against your nipples does it feel all right in which case big take from the shot YouTube <laughs> That's channel. That's Nike. Straight away.
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, can't
1: go with that. <laughs> Big three bars across the strawberry, anyway, uh, if that happens. But, yeah, that is a fair point. It wasn't great at that. But the design it's of a it was beautiful. And it always makes me remember Les Ferdinand as well. Yeah. Not that Les is dead, obviously. Yeah. It makes me remember him playing for Newcastle United, uh, which was tremendous. couple of things to add about the Adidas before we move quickly on. You mentioned it there. Bruno and Sam Fender what a collaboration, this could well be. Someone was, I can't say anything about it, but someone was telling me a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And honest to God, if that person is telling the truth and I have no reason to believe that they're not, it's going to be a belter.
2: So from from what we can see on the photos, once again, just to put a caveat, it has been released as we're recording. Yes. And it looks like they're in a social club, uh-huh. from what I can see. Yeah, Similar to when Alan Shearer met Sam Yeah, that sort of setup sort of yep. thing. Um. Obviously, Bruno was gifted with a, a Kinder Egg cake, of course, as well. Why not? The like I said, the all kit out in, in Adidas, gear yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, is it going to be similar to the Genoa Antonelli one? I was literally
1: about to say the same thing. Do you reckon that's what it's going to be? <laughs> Greg's laid out as far as the eye can see, and having <laughs> them in Bruno tasting up sausage rolls. God, I hope so. I mean, I hope so. But I hope there's a fair whack of singing going on in there.
2: I'm looking forward to it because, do you know what it is? Both the club, of, of the way they've transformed how they do this yeah. sort of media presentation has yeah. is, is gone through the roof. Obviously, I, personally, I think it could still be better if you're watching. Um, But they've, they've done a, a huge effort and a huge yeah. drive to improve what it once used to be. Yeah, With Adidas involved as well, it's hopefully going to be monumental.
1: It's connecting the community again. Yeah. And it's what... What the club have been doing ever since October 2021, isn't it? As soon as the new ownership came in, the ties between the community, not Mm -hmm. just from a commercial perspective, but also from, you know, whether it be, uh, I don't know, the foundation, whether Mm -hmm. it be the supporters, whether it be the Newcastle United Supporters Trust, whatever the connection is, it's there now and it's being established within the club, so you know hats off to the club for what they're doing and obviously those sorts of videos where we're we're in the retro world aren't we these we kids? are we are. So, yeah. all yeah well
2: honestly i think it'll be great they yeah. whatever they've done
1: and i tell you what one player will be certainly looking forward to it lumina that, that was interesting <laughs> wasn't it is that one of yours no um one player will be looking forward to it Callum Wilson, I mean, he's already tried out the Adidas shirts from yesteryear, hasn't he? So, he has, yeah, I forgot about that. He'll be well looking forward to he'll a new Adidas looking, shirt next might be year. fine in them as well. He would be looking decent in it. So, uh, yeah, Adidas or Adidas, you pronounced it right, Chris. My pronunciation's well off. Happy days to have them back involved. Um, listen, moving swiftly on to point number three. You came back from a Ibiza. Sorry, mate, we've got to. We've yep. got to. But I'm going to take an alternative look at it, trust me. You came back from a Ibiza on the Saturday. Sunday, for 75, 80 minutes, things are going absolutely beltingly. And then, obviously, yeah. Liverpool happened. Look, I asked Eddie about this this morning. I, I like to talk to him on a human level, not as a manager, but as a human. Yeah. And for any Newcastle United fan, and I saw a few on social media that were watching it back. And I'm sorry, if you're a fan, what are you doing? Like, Why are you doing that to yourself? You don't need to. Don't worry yeah. about it. But Eddie, as a manager, does have to. And he said, you know, how painful it was to watch back and how difficult it was. But the fact that they played so well initially and they just played a little bit safe in that second half, which is disappointing. But this is where I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a bit mm-hmm. of a rant here, Chris, if you'll permit me. No swearing or anything. But what is this negativity all about? Look, I'm not one of these people that turn around and say, you can't criticise the club, mm-hmm. you can't criticise the players, because sometimes... They deserve it, maybe. Sometimes the players deserve it, maybe. I don't know what happened with Bruno the week before. But to hear some fans questioning Eddie Howe, to hear some fans questioning some of the players, I am all for every single fan, where they are in the world, having an opinion on their club, because that's what fans should have. But I'm also entitled to disagree. These are the same players, this is the same management group, and this is the same club that have led Newcastle United from a relegation zone in October 2021 to the Champions League in September 2023. Have faith, trust them, and realize that sometimes things don't quite work out the way that you envisaged and the way that you imagined. These lads, in fairness, eleven against eleven against Liverpool, they were the better side, yeah. comfortably the better side, and they were the better side for eighty minutes. And things just went a little bit pear shaped. Okay, mistakes happen, but god damn it, like it—it's it, not the worst start of a season. Defeats against Liverpool and Manchester City. Yes, we hammered Aston Villa. Now Brighton this weekend. Obviously, every single fan sticking with the team, but. Try not to shout out about dropping Alexander Izak or dropping Bruno Guimaraes or any of this lot or picking on Dan Byrne. Come on, keep the support going. I, I'm totally all for criticism and opinions being handed out, but some opinions have gone a little bit OTT in the last few days.
2: It was always going to happen, though. I yeah, think this is probably the first real test um, because yes we made it Wembley and we didn't really show up for that, fight yeah, yeah, that yeah. but there was never really any kickoff after that because obviously how well a team had gone yeah. to that point and obviously the, the trajectory which were on as well to finish in the top four that yeah. kind of, uh, of, of put a little caveat in uh, a little obviously just a sideways yeah. move away from that you could easily take Yeah, um, it was always going to come it, it's probably the first real test where fans in the stands would have been thinking step into the world of power loyalty That wasn't good enough.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? Totally right. You know, If you're 1-0 up with 10 minutes to go against 10 men, Eddie said it himself, the players said it themselves. I'm going to come on to Anthony Gordon in a second. That's not good enough. They should be closing that game out, whether they're challenging for the top four, the title, whether they're challenging for top 10, they should be closing that game out against Liverpool and simple mistakes were made. But there's just been a little bit of overreaction with regards to how they performed. And when you do watch it back, they perform pretty well. Yeah, all right, they're a bit yeah. safe second half, but mistakes made. My only criticism would be if they don't learn from those mistakes, and time will tell if that happens. Uh, I anymore.
2: said it's very similar on Monday night when we done the, the Ozman Faces podcast yeah. that, yes, it, it wasn't what we wanted. It wasn't the outcome. It wouldn't have been not. what the players done. But what yeah. we know from this set of lads and the and staff and Eddie Howe and the ownership, yeah. they will learn from that yeah. moment. Yeah. And fingers crossed, it doesn't happen again. But like you said at the very start, we we'll, we'll trust them. We'll have to trust them. We'll, yeah. we'll, like, I'm gonna say we've got no choice. Of course, you've got to trust, <laughs> to, to trust them. Yeah. But why wouldn't you? It's a tiny little blip, yeah. and that result and that performance in the last 25 minutes of the game isn't going to define the rest of our season. Absolutely. And if it not. does define the rest of the season, it'll probably be for a positive because yeah. now we'll hopefully go on. Yeah and push on and think, right, that's behind me now. We need to start putting points on the board.
1: And it's a squad that learn quickly as well. I mean, you know, any squad under the tutelage of Eddie Howe in terms of the way that he approaches things, his mannerisms, his characteristics, his intensity, any squad under him would learn. But this is a sharp squad. This is an intelligent squad. They pick up things quickly. You know, I'm going to come on to point number four because it kind of dovetails in, but I interviewed Anthony Gordon post-match. And... I've got to be honest. I, I, I really, really like Anthony Gordon. Mm. I know there were stories about him at Everton. I know there were a few fans who weren't quite sure about him when he joined. But every single time I've dealt with Anthony, whether it be in an interview, whether it be just seeing him around the training ground, whatever it might be, what a genuinely great lad he is. And he was, he was in pain. He was hurt, not physically. He's not injured, but he was really hurting after that. He trudged into the interview room, and he just looked down at the floor, said. Anthony, I've no idea. Off camera, I said I have no idea what to say. He was like, "I'm just in shock." As he says, "I've been in that dressing room, and every single one of the lads are just not saying anything. Not mm. saying anything, and that's rare for that dressing yeah. room. To not be saying anything. There's no anger. There's no you know, obviously there's no happiness because of what happened, but there's nothing just because flat. we're just completely hurting from yeah. that because we know we've let ourselves down. We know we've let the fans down, and for such a young lad." He's actually, you know, he speaks so well and he did it on camera as well. Where he said, Look, that was so painful. It hurt an awful lot. Yes, of course, he was happy with his performance. I thought he was exceptional. I thought he, you know, rinsed Trent Alexander Arnold, but he just, you know, he looks at it and goes, It doesn't really matter. You know, the atmosphere was incredible. Yes, but we threw away a one goal lead when we shouldn't have done. And for him to go into detail about how much he was hurting, about how much the lads were hurting in the dressing room, I've heard footballers used lip service in the past and Mm. just say the words, but not necessarily mean them. Trust me, that lad meant them. And it was, I wouldn't use the word refreshing because it was a difficult situation, difficult result, but it was very, very, I wouldn't even use the word pleasing, but it was was nice to see a player genuinely hurt. And Eddie said it in his post-match presser as well. He said, look, they're all hurting and I want them to hurt. I want them to hurt after that because it's the only way they learn. And trust me, they will
2: they really well. So, like you said, I think I think Anthony Gordon would have probably felt the most emotion out of everybody because of yeah. he scores that early goal against Liverpool of all clubs. Yeah. That'll be the one club, that, well, probably Evan now. <laughs> he wants to score more against, yeah. but he, he bags that. And like I said, we'll control it for a, for a fair period of time after that, yeah. which didn't take with chances. Yeah. Then obviously, if I remember right, Gordon's off the field when we con. Years, huh? Yeah. Gordon's was, off the field yeah, when we conceded to that too, so he's probably sat on the bench thinking. Yeah. What's happened? Yeah. Like, so he's probably felt everything. And and the one play I want to mention is at full time, obviously we were so used to the lads going around the outside mm-hmm. of the, the, the yeah. pitch at St. James Park and, and clapping the fans, which mm. they did. I'm yeah. not saying they didn't, they did do that, but it was very short. And you could tell Trippier was at the point, like top of that arrowhead and that spearhead and that he mm-hmm. wanted to get in that change. Yeah, absolutely. And it looked like Trippier was not happy with that performance overall. No. Nah. Because
1: they're winners, Chris. Yeah. They're winners now, you know, they're they're bred into that atmosphere around the training ground. Mm -hmm. They're bred into that atmosphere on a match day now. Doesn't matter who you play. Man City away, Liverpool at home, Villa at home, Brighton away. It doesn't matter. You know, they are bred there to win. And, you know, Trips, I mean, is just the very epitome of of a winner's mentality, isn't he? So, yeah, really, I know it's easy for footballers, for sports stars to turn around and say, we're hurting after that performance. And you don't really see it in their eyes. I wanted to kind of make that point this week of just saying, I kind of looked at Anthony Gordon and that lad was hurting. Yeah. And if he was saying the rest of them were hurt, which I'm positive that they were, I believed him 100%. Yeah. Um, and obviously this week, all, all the proof will be in the pudding as to how they react against Brighton at the weekend. But yeah, really, again, probably the wrong word, but really impressive stuff from yeah. Anthony. It's, it's just that
2: characteristic, isn't it, of that, that in yeah. house squad yeah. and what he's bringing into this football club. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And it's refreshing to kind of see that that's another instigation that this club is back to where, you know, it's a it's a club that we can be proud of yeah, as well. And players them. that we can be proud of, regardless of what happened on Sunday afternoon. Um speaking with uh, players on to point number five, because uh, I'm not gonna lie, Chris, we're kind of kind of doing all right here, timing and wise. We're coming Just down. About. We're getting there, we're getting there. Point number five, uh, Tino Livramento met him for the first time this week. Obviously he'd signed just before media access day, I think it was, and I didn't really, uh, I didn't really see him for that one. But sat down with him, had a chat. Really, really lovely lad, fantastic lad. He's not been to weatherspoons <laughs> yet. Not been to weatherspoons I had yes. to
2: ask him. <laughs> he hasn't reserved I'm, the table you yet. Know what is, I'm, I'm guaranteeing <laughs> you that. He's not going to Weatherspoons at can all. Imagine. Yeah, I can. Oh, do you know what it is? Do you know what'd be a good laugh for the lads? Sort of this. Do you know how they always have like a fancy dress thing? It's normally yeah. towards the is it Christmas that I normally? Yeah, do yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some some if... managers ban it, don't they? Yeah. some managers allow Depending on how well they're doing yeah. at a point of the season. Yeah. If they just had a fancy dress trip to Weatherspoons, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> With the wall go with masks. But, but all reserve the table in their own individual
1: <laughs> yeah. names. That would be fantastic. All at 7.45 as well. be fantastic. I'd uh, probably see the Milan team in there if we <laughs> end up yeah. playing them in uh, December. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, sadly, Tino's not been the spoons. He, he didn't know too much about the crack. I tried to get a few more answers out of him about... Because it still hasn't transpired who actually recommended it. But we all have our ideas, but I'll have to wait until we sit Sandro down yeah, until... Jigger Move. Um, but, you know, we'll ask Sandra about that when we actually sit him down. Um, but really, some interesting stuff that's come from Tino. If you haven't seen it already, it's on YouTube, on Newcastle United TV, as per usual. So go and watch the interviews. A really, really quite insightful lads. You know, a little bit nervous, a little bit shy, mm-hmm. but quite an intelligent lad as well. Spoke really candidly about two things. One was overcoming his injury. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's crucial that he did. Injury, yeah. And having to deal with that at such a young age, which is a blimmin' difficult injury to Recover from whether you're 32, 26, or That's such a 21. good season the season prior as well. Yeah. Break literally to do Michael Richards bursting yeah. onto the scene as he did. Um, but he talked really in depth about how that kind of built him up mentally mm. and about how he's it's made him a stronger person and how it's kind of added to his characteristics. But the other thing which I really want to talk to Tino about, um, apart from asking him whether he knew Tino Aspria. uh, He is not too aware of Tino Aspria. All he knew about Tino was, wasn't he that bloke who showed
2: up when he signed in that coat? Club missed a trick with that mind. Absolutely. Missed a trick with it. I know they've done a graphic, but should have had a (laughs) fairly cool waiting for him. Should have had the weekend as well, Tino. He
1: was, yeah. He was there on Sunday, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Uh, He was enjoying The club did an interview with him and everything like that. But yeah, that's the only thing that Tino, Tino L, not Tino A, knew about Tino A, and that was... That Wolf he turned and up cold. in that coat, yeah, yeah, that was pretty much it. And I was like, well, not the
2: Barcelona idea. Wore a fair coat.
1: I, Chris, I've never felt older in an interview. <laughs> I've never felt older than that in an interview I've done. Bless him. But then I, I wanted to speak to him about trips because, yeah, you know, I mean, we all said it when he signed. What a player to learn from. Not just on the pitch in terms of his ability going forward and defensively but his development as an individual, his development as a person as well as a player. And it's quite clear that Trips has already kind of taken him under his wing and helped him out and everything. And he spoke, I think his answer was about a minute and a half long, where he just talks about the influence that Trips has already had on him. And it's clear that, you know, that influence is in what, he's been here four weeks? What's he going to do in four months? What's he going to do in a year, two years? It's going to be incredible to see. So really refreshing to hear Tino talk, obviously, about that. And I did ask him about Lewis because obviously he played Mm -hmm. with just about, play with Lewis Hall at Chelsea. Lewis, so you're younger than him. Uh, great to see the two of them kind of back together. I don't know if they were best mates down at Chelsea, but they certainly knew each other. Mm. I just... didn't even know that, that now, on the same setup. To be honest with you, I'm going to be perfectly blunt with you. Neither did I. Always do your research before you go into an interview, kids. Um, and for Tino to volunteer and say, obviously, we hadn't seen each other since Chelsea. And I, I kind of nodded and went, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <Telltino>. yeah. <laughs> Completely forgot that he would have crossed, crossed paths with uh, with Lewis Hall at Chelsea. So here's me talking as if I knew all about it. You've
2: claimed that, haven't you?
1: <laughs> Certainly didn't until Tino flagged it up. So uh, I'm not. nothing if not honest, Chris. I'll give that. I uh, didn't have a clue about it until Tito flagged it up, but really interesting dynamic. The fact that those two could be Newcastle fullbacks, but not just Newcastle, England, England fullbacks, fullbacks yeah. for years to come. You know, the talent that they have, the potential that they have. So, really interesting to hear from him. He's going to be. That's so not us getting
2: carried away again, is it?
1: <laughs> what, when have I ever got carried away, <laughs> mate? I ask a carried away question every single week, whether it be the player or the manager. So I think they get a bit sick of it. But uh, yeah, good to speak to Tino. And very, very finally, because we are coming up to about the half hour mark, roughly, relatively. um, Brighton. What makes them so bloody good, do you think? I've
2: got no idea. <laughs> I thought maybe You're not, not here Ashworth. for the
1: analysis, are you? But we
2: thought it was Dan Burn, we bought him. We thought it was Dan Ashworth, we got him after he's two years gone and leave yeah, or whatever yeah. he got. So, <laughs> who are we going to nick next? Do you know what the They're a great football club. I know. Well, like, we keep taking scouts and we keep taking exactly. stuff from them as well, don't exactly. we? It's that sort of club that you look at and thinking, you're just your run very very well yeah and the way everything is managed is is great and yeah. do you know what is i love the fact that it's somebody like brighton that's in there and around there and not somebody like i don't know like villa or something
1: absolutely and like, the club that we came up with as well yeah i like that, that nice kind of synchronization that's going yeah. on you know we've got a big draw yesterday in the champions league at the time of record brighton have a massive draw today when they're drawn against ajax and marseille i think mm-hmm. it was as well great trips for brighton fans i mean the trip down to Brighton, if anyone's done it, <laughs> less said the better yeah. about that. But, you know, whatever. Brighton have got some great European trips this uh, this season. We've got some great European trips as well, obviously. So, tremendous to see that. What I love about the Brighton situation is, obviously, everyone makes the big song and dance about the fact that Chelsea go and get Graham Potter. Chelsea mm. go and get Moises Caicedo. Chelsea go and get Mark <clears throat> Cucarella sort have flown under the radar, have not it? You? you know, we've listed a few out there. Yeah. We've just gone silently. We've taken Dan Ashworth, Dan Byrne, obviously mm. taken a few backroom staff. We we don't need to be in that bracket in where the, everyone's talking about in Chelsea the in the shadows, aren't we? We're fine,
2: but it is brilliant to see. It uh, hasn't you have know, damaged them, has it overall?
1: Well, we were saying about that in the press this morning. You know, how do they keep reinventing themselves? How do they keep selling the top stars? but also actually coming back better. Mm. You know, they don't just stay along the same level. They get better every but season. I
2: think it was actually Dan Ashworth when he was doing an interview for BT Sports at the mm. time it was, where he was on pitch side. And this was when he was obviously at Brighton yeah, yeah. and yeah. they do an interview and saying, so I think there was rumours of Potter going at that point yeah. and they're saying, how do you replace Potter? And like, We've got the likes of a basically a, a program set. Yeah. If we lose the likes of a manager, if we lose a player, we're, yeah. we're ready for the next one to come in Absolutely. and just pick up where they left off. Yeah. And that's ideal. It's unlike you look at somebody like Spurs, where it's just yeah. all over and throwing chaos, off, thrown off shit, and it'll stick eventually. Yeah, that's the difference with Brighton. Yes, yeah. it's, it's very, very well run. It, it's it's a great football. It's a
1: long-standing Dan Ashworth effect, and Dan yeah. Ashworth will not have had that you know that long-term effect in a, in the space of ten months of mm. being at Newcastle. Come back in two years, and I imagine very, very much that Newcastle United will be running a similar, not the exact same way to Brighton, because it's a different model and everything, but. A similar sort of way. I still say to this David Dan Ashworth, one of the best signings at Newcastle United. Have made. Everyone I speak to in the game players, backroom staff, managers, uh, you know, directors when Dan Ashworth's name is mentioned, they immediately smile and say that mm. that bloke has something. He's a lovely, lovely bloke as well, but. I mean, the guy knows how to deal with football clubs and knows how to grow football clubs. And it's just about having those right people in the right places. But honestly, to see the work that's been done at Brighton, tremendous to see should be a cracking game Saturday. You evening. still want
2: to smash them like Absolutely,
1: yeah. <laughs> We're being dead nice about them, but a 6-0 result down at the Amex I hope really the Worst club in. ever. <laughs> Even if it is 6-0, you know you're going to get someone saying, I Need to drop Alex E's acting. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, listen. Seriously speaking, brilliant work down at Brighton. Obviously, bit of injury news. Sven Botman, Joel Linton, doubts for the game's late fitness test for them. They're going to check on them uh, late course here at training on the Friday. So, be interesting to see what happens there. But should be an absolutely tremendous game down at the Amex. And uh, yeah, we shall see what happens. But like you say, Chris, hopefully, hopefully we
2: absolutely smash them. What do you want to <laughs> it's like a... Need it. Know, we're so early on the season, I don't want to say those words. Like, I, I know Just a I, win. I, I don't, yeah. that. I'm going to say need, but we yeah. don't need a win. But it would take a lot of pressure off everybody.
1: I would I would be quite happy with, I know this is going to sound really defeatist and it's certainly not the way that the players will approach it already, certainly, but I would be quite happy with the drawdown it's at not Newham, a given result. what they're doing. Uh, but I feel like we might sneak it. Yeah. I feel like we might sneak it. I think they're a bit more open defensively than they were last season. Uh, I think if Newcastle score early, I think that's the game pretty much done and dusted as long as Brighton don't go down. What about
2: our reaction after that? Defeat to Liverpool? Absolutely. And I
1: think there will be a reaction. I think from, like we were saying before, the amount of hurt that there was last weekend, I think there's a bit of frustration there amongst the team in terms of the fact that they didn't give a, a decent account of themselves in that last 20 minutes. And I think that very well might come out mm. in the Amex. Can't wait for next week when, you know, we lose 1-0 in the 98th minute. And uh, numerous people are on YouTube in the comments underneath this video saying Sixsmith doesn't know anything. Well, you should have known that already, folks. I don't have a clue, all right, whether it be Luis Olentino-Livermento <laughs> playing with each other at Chelsea or predicting results. Not a clue. No idea why you get me in this show, Chris. You well,
2: nobody else. No one else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I respect the honesty, mate. Listen, that is over half an hour. Just, just over half an We're hour. we so, so much better, you know. We are. 34 minutes. We've gone down from 45 to 37, now at 34, so... I'll wrap things up very quickly so it doesn't cross over at the 35. Listen, Chris, as ever, pleasure to have you. Oh, pleasure being here, to be honest. You're having me, aren't you? And for you folks as well, thank you so much for watching. Keep watching the show. Obviously, keep subscribing to the channel if you're new subscribers as well. But uh, from him, Chris Wallace, from me, Andy Sixsmith, this has been The Sixsmith Show, and uh, we will see you in seven days' time. Thanks for watching. Take care. Bye for now.